Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Conditions. No loopholes. No asterisks. Love people. Period. If we put our own words on mute, what would people see? Because you don't have to believe like us to be with us. Good morning, friends. How are we doing, Mosaic? Nice. Good to see you guys here. Let me ask you a question right up front. How many of you have ever gotten into trouble trusting someone? Anybody? 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 Trust has got you into trouble. It has. It has. So my mom. My mom is a Pakistani woman. I'm a Pakistani man, if you were wondering, just in case. Uh, you're like, I think he's Latino. No. No. I wish I were. Wish I were. But uh, yeah, so my mom, her whole life has been a seamstress. Okay, whole life. And uh, I have memories growing up, uh, sitting with her. And uh, friends, I thought I was going to be a fashion designer. I'll tell you what, mom's a, a master seamstress. I had all kinds of creative ideas. We have made all kinds of outfits. They're on Amazon. Check them out. But anyways... It, it was great. And growing up, I was like, I love doing that. And uh, I remember once, though, um, once, I think, and that day changed everything. She asked me to come and sit down next to her, and I, I, just, I just grabbed the seat. And all of a sudden, I felt pain like I've never felt before. Friends, I sat on a needle. Yes. Have you ever pulled out a needle from your buttocks? Have you? Someone, someone over there is saying, yes, I have. Okay, one person. One person. We got to talk later. We'll do coffee. Okay. I, I remember pulling it out. I still remember it. Still remember it. So from then on, I was like, you know what? I don't trust mom with my safety. With my fashion, yes, I do. If you want an amazing wedding dress or any kind of special occasion dress, my mom's the person. But if you want to trust her with your safety, I would tell you right now, you should not do that. Okay. Because she, And then what's funny about it is when, when I pulled it out, I was like, which means, mom, what is this? She was like, what? Like, kya. Like, she was like, kya. And when she says kya, Pakistani kya means it's your fault. Like, that's what it was. It was like, it's on you. I'm like, it's on me? Like, what's happening? So these days, I kid you not, even now, even now, I walk into her room. She's like, come have a seat. I go. And then I sit. I'm not joking. I still do it. It's been like 30 years, but still. I, I keep on doing that. See, trust is interesting because once trust is broken, uh, there's come some kind of a scar, right? And not just physical trust in terms of like a physical thing that's happened to you, but emotionally. Like you've trusted someone, it got you into trouble. 
And so the reason why we're talking about this today is because trust is one of those essential things in loving people well. And so in our series that Kristen kicked off, and by the way, did an amazing job. Okay, okay. Hey, first of all, you guys don't clap like that for me. Okay, so anyways, but... Honestly, if you are watching, this is your first week, and if you missed last week, you need to do yourself a favor and go watch that. It was, it was just brilliant. It was great. And she kicked off this, uh, this big, big idea that we have is that we have to learn to love each other well because, because when it comes down to it, Jesus and uh, our spirituality and our relationship with God is, rests on how well we love one another. And in fact, Jesus, when he came into the the world. He began talking to Jewish people and talking about what they used to believe. And he would always say, you've heard it said this, but I'm telling you this, I'm telling you that. But there is a one particular instance where he actually gives them a command. He adds to an Old Testament command. And I want to read that to you. Last week, she read it as well. And it is, uh, let's see, John 13, John 13, 34. John 13, 34. And here's what it says. Let me see if we can put it on the screen for you. You guys see it right there? All right, perfect. Okay, it says, so now I'm giving you a what? New commandment. Love what? Love each other just as I have loved you. Now, if you're a guest here, you're like, these people are like a cult. They're saying this stuff. No, we just do this. It helps us remember. Okay, so let's do it one more time. Just as that word, that phrase, just as what? I have loved you. You should love um, each other. See, it's very different from this idea of loving uh, our, uh, each other like ourselves. And that was the Old Testament command. But this is very different because it says that if you love people the way I have loved you, the, the way I have loved you, people will know you're my disciples. Like they'll know that there's something different, very unique about you. you there, there's something very other, more, uh, more than just human, supernatural about you if you begin to love the way I love you, which is extremely different. And that's why we're spending several weeks on this because for so many of us, we just want to love like we've been loved. So we, we do that in our relationships, in, in the way you even raise your kids. Sometimes when you notice, you treat them or you discipline them or you parent like the way you've been parented or you go, I'm going to do the opposite. So you go to the extreme. So we live on these extremes. We don't know what to do. And then we end up, like Kristen said last week, we love our neighbor who is like ourselves, not as ourselves. Because it kind of gets manipulated here. And Jesus steps in. He goes, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to love actually in a very different way. And it's, it's not even, it's, it's like, it's another kingdom. It's another world view. It's, it's beyond the kind of world you're living in. It's loving people as, uh, as I have loved you. And what's fascinating about this is that when you read 1 John 4, 1 John 4, 19, it says this. It says, it's a very simple verse. It says, we love we love, okay, because, help me out, because what? He first loved us. So basically, John sets this, this big idea. He says, you know, in fact, you and I can love a certain way because God has loved us a certain kind of way. We can love in this supernatural way because he loved us. And so I want you to know that as we talk about these issues, that this ideas of like what love is, it grows us up spiritually. And it's not for the faint of heart. It truly is not. 
And I, when I think about doing a series on love, I'm like, okay, okay, everybody knows about love, right? Everybody knows about love. But we're so bad at it. And trust, trust is a big factor with love. It's a big factor with love, especially if you want to go deeper with the relationship uh, that you're in. So trust. And we're all really not good at trust. We're not good at it. So 1 Corinthians, right? 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about this kind of love, right? And so let me just read this out to you. If you missed last week, again, I don't want to just preach her sermon, which was actually really good. I should just do that. In fact, I was like, maybe I can just do that. Maybe I can just do that, okay? But here's what it says. It says, 1 Corinthians, it says, if I could speak all the languages uh, of earth and of what? Angels, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Uh, if I had the gift of prophecy, right? And if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all the knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be, huh? That's what you guys said, nothing. Okay, now, I would be what? I would be nothing. I would be nothing, right? Basically, he's basically saying you could have all the faith in the world. So, highly spiritual people in your life are not sometimes the most loving people in your life. And somehow, faith, faith justifies being unloving, which is not with us, not with us. Because here at Mosaic, we're trying to reclaim the message and movement of Jesus. And basically, what it means is you can't call yourself a follower of Jesus and be a jerk. But you can't do that. But if you're going to stand on anything, and if you're going to be guilty of anything, you need to be guilty of being too gracious, not too judgy, too loving, not too hateful. Now you, have to, you have to be the opposite of those things. He says, you have nothing. He says, then he goes on, he says, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but I didn't love others, I would have gained what? Nothing. I mean, friends, I know we heard this last week, and if, you, if you've heard this before, you're like, ah, I get it, I get it, but yeah, do we get it? I mean, do I get it? I don't know about that. Because I would rather just talk about how much I suffer for people, but I just don't want to make that call. I don't want to have that conversation. I'd rather just do something. I don't want to do those things. I'd rather give my body to something than to humble myself and and, and, and love people. And here he says, hey, you could do all these things. And, and, and Jesus' followers, the church, could stand on all kinds of things and make all kinds of things and have all kinds of power, which is longs to be in power for some ridiculous reason. It wants to just be in power. It is not the way of Jesus. It is not the way. He gave away power, which is the opposite. And that's why he says, hey, this love is, 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 is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Because not everybody loves the way um, I want to love. And then he keeps on going, right? He says, okay, and love is what? Love is patient. It's, it's, it's kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is, it's not proud. It does not dishonor others. Let me say that again. It does not what? Honor others. It does not what? Honor others. That means take down those posts. For some of us or some of our people or some people we know like when you look at a post that's hateful and it's like it's making fun of a certain group of people that my friends is not love we're missing it totally missing it 
dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. And then it says this. Okay, then it's extreme language. Extreme language here, okay? It says here. It says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. Always protects. It's always, it's always protects. It's like, it's like love does this. When, when, when someone's, go, when you're in traffic, the initial response when you hit the brakes is, mm. have you ever done that? Okay, you guys know that? You guys know that move? Okay, parents know that. If you work with kids, you understand that move. I've done that. I've done it with Ashley. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got you. She's like, no, the seatbelt's got me. Why don't you just drive? So we take separate cars. You know what? She doesn't want my protection. So I'm just joking. But it always does that. And I don't know if we do that. I don't know if in our lives as followers of Jesus, the church always protects. What? The church always protects the people uh, who, are, who are the untouchables, the misfits, the minorities. What? The church? No, no. The church always protects. Wow. That's, that, 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 we don't, do, I mean, I don't have, well, I have never thought of that. It always, it always what? Trust, which we're going to talk about. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. And I don't know about you, but this is such a deep um, like thought. It, it, we can brush it off, but even, even, even like, like we were, my wife and I were doing a parenting group, right? Uh, it's actually a recovery group, honestly. But anyways, but it's, it's a parenting group, right? It's, it's us just talking about, okay, we've, you know what? We failed. Uh, but no, it's just talking about things uh, that are, are complicated as we are trying to raise kids and, and raise families. And if you've ever been in relationships, it's just tough to do that. And what we've really learned is, is that it's really connected to how well we love our kids. At the end of the day, it's all about how we love our kids. And we're going to know our kids more as adults than kids. And so we have to have love as a center uh, of our relationship. And so love is kind of complicated. It is because it does all those things, all those things. And trust is a big factor to that. Now, when we talk about trust, my friends, I got to tell you, I have always had a childish view about trust. Because when it says love always trusts, I have taken that and I go, okay, it always trusts. And I've gotten into trouble with trust and so have you. We've trusted people and they've hurt us. We've trusted people. We put our trust in people to, uh, to, to uh, pull something off and they didn't do it. We trusted people and they seriously disappointed us or they betrayed us or lied to us. They cheated from us. They, they left us when you thought they were not going to leave. The trust is messed up. And so we can't love because we can't really truly trust people. And I would say... I would say that for some of us, we just have a childish view of trust. And I say this not because I say you do, I have. Like I've had this thought in my whole life. Like Ashley tells me all the time, you are true trusting, okay? Now what I mean by that is, okay, I leave my keys in my car. And Exactly, right now people are like, stop doing that. I've done that before. I leave the car door open. I'm like, listen, I like my car. Don't break into it. Open the door. Just open the door. You want to take it for a joyride? Take it. Okay, treat her nice. Okay, but just do that. And she's like, no, you got, you got. So she has to tell me, lock the door, lock the door, lock the door. Okay, I do that with the house too. Okay, 
Okay, I mean, I think one night, I think it was, it was just true, right? One night, the door was wide open. I was like, that, that wasn't me. That was the cats. But I, I'm a little too trusting with relationships too, and I've gotten seriously burned. Like, I've trusted people. I've, I talked to people. I remember talking to this one lady, uh, and she was like, she was talking about her mom, and da-da-da-da, and she was, this was like, like, I don't know, 20 years ago or something, and uh, I said, yeah, 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 and she was like, talking, her mom was kind of controlling. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've met your mom, and I can see that, and da-da-da, this and this and this, and I thought nothing of it because it was a private conversation. The next week, her husband comes up to me. First thing he says is, so you think my wife is controlling? I was like, that's, I was like, no, sir, I don't, but your daughter, she's a piece of work, you know, like, I was like, what, why'd you do that? I've, I've gotten into trouble all the time trusting people, and I think what it is, is, is I didn't read the rest of this passage, the rest of the passage says this, okay, so he talks about all these things, and then he says this in verse 11, he says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned like a, like a child. But when I grew up, I put what? Childish things away. I think for some of us, uh, this idea of love, um, we have a childish view of what love is. We do, you know? Uh, either it's romantic love or it's just, uh, just trusting people or loving people. I think we have a childish view or a view that we kind of grew up with. And so when it comes to trust, what I want to do is I want to get like super practical now about like giving you some tools that I have learned to trust people. You see, when people um, come on staff at Mosaic, I've said this for years. I tell them, I said, you do not have to earn my trust. You earn distrust. Okay, which sounds really awesome. Like people are like, yeah, that's awesome. You trust me. And I felt like, okay, that was a little childish because trust is, is earned. And because it's complicated. You, you, like, for example, my mom. I trust my mom. Well, on certain things, right? I trust her to make a gorgeous outfit. I don't trust her with my safety. You guys know this. I have trauma about that, okay? So I don't trust her with certain things. It's not that I don't love her. The truth is trust is so complicated that you can be trustworthy and you can be trustworthy, but there are only certain things I can trust you with and certain things I can trust you with. That doesn't make you untrustworthy. I'm just saying trust is complicated, it's mature, it's, it's, it's complex. And so though, let me give you a couple of things. If you've ever been like, I wanna take notes, this is your day. Like this is it, this is, this is like bingo. This is like, you're gonna get it. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Let me give you a couple of thoughts, okay? First, for, first couple, uh, I'll give you five questions when it comes to trusting people. Because if you trust people well, you will actually learn to love them completely. Number one is, are they, are they trying to understand me? That is a great question when it comes to trust. This idea of understanding. See, the reason why uh, uh, kids sometimes don't listen to parents is not because they don't, um, they don't think that you're right about something. It's not that they don't think that you're inexperienced. They just think that you don't understand them. And so because you don't understand them, or you're not even trying to understand them, they're not going to trust you. Like, how could you know what's good for me if you don't even know who I am? See, sometimes with clients and sometimes with even people, if you don't feel like the other person understands you, you're not going to trust them. The opposite is true too. If you're in a room and you're like, I'm really connecting with this person and you go, oh my gosh, I feel seen. Have you ever said that? 
If you, if you ever felt like, okay, this person understands me, they know where I'm coming from, all of a sudden, you're going to trust what they say. You're just going to do it. But information itself is not going to be the deal. So the first question is, do they understand me? So if you're in a dating relationship, if you're trying to figure this out, if, this, if you got on the date and you're like, okay, this is it. If, is the person trying to understand who you are? Because if they're not trying to listen in, then something inside of you goes, I'm not going to trust you. And for those of you who are extremely trusting, you have to go, does this person understand me? Are they a person who listens to what's going on? Is this a client? Is this, a, uh, is this someone that I want to hire, but this person knows what I'm trying to do? The second question is, are they for, are they for you? Like, are they for me? Like, are they, are, they, are they for me? You ask yourself this. Are, you, are they for you? Some of you do this intuitively, and some of you need to have language around this. Do, do like, are they, are they for them? Selves? Like, do they have an agenda? Like, have you ever been to a place where, like, um, they'll just tell you what you want? Like, you go to a restaurant. Have you ever been to a restaurant? I remember we're going to a restaurant once, and, uh, like, we were like, hey, can you just tweak this and this and this because of an allergy and da-da-da-da? And they were like, no, the chef wants you to, to have this exactly as it is. Well, we're going to die. But, uh, but no, no, no. No, no, no. I want this for you. This is what I know I want for you. Because sometimes we've been parented like that, right? But like, no, no, no. I have an agenda for your life. I have a purpose for your life. It's amazing. You don't know it. Just listen to me. I'll tell you, do it. And what do we do? We buck the system. We go, no, no, no. Some of you grew up like that. Some of you grew up in churches like that. They just told you everything. They were not, they were not really for you. They were for something they were going to accomplish. They're just using you to get somewhere. The idea of motive. Motive. What's their real motive? It's a great question to ask. Are they for us as a family? Like, hey, we're going to, are they, are they for us? Are they for us? Or are they for their own purpose or agenda? Third question. Third question. Can they do this? Can they even do this? Like not just motive, but ability. Can they do this? Like I know you love them, but can they do this? I fail in this all the time. If I like you, I trust that you can do anything. Like I, the reason why people say, you know, I'm the greatest salesman is because I, I don't sell you on me. I, 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 I can, I sell myself on you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh man, awesome. Like, but they, can they do it? I don't know. I don't know if they're a good plumber, but I like him, man. I'd hang out with him. I would. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but they, they, they won't, they, they can't, they can't do this. Yeah, they'll figure it out. No, you can't do that, name. Can't do that. Mike, Pastor Mike is a great guy for, for, for me because that's what, that's what happens. That's what happens with me. I instantly trust because of personality, like, and all that. And then Mike asked the dumb question, can they actually do this? I'm like, I don't know. Why are we talking about him? Dude, he's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, have you talked to her? Oh my gosh, she'd be a great fit. Oh my God, we'll have so much fun. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. It'd be, it'd be wonderful. I mean, come on, man. It's all about the vibe. It's all about this. And then he goes, no, it's not, Naeem. It's not. It's not about the vibe. It's about can this person actually do this? Can they do this? 
Are they actually the best? I mean, if, if it, like, I mean, like, it's ridiculous, but like when it comes to like medical procedures, right? Can they do this? No, but they're awesome. No, but can they do this? But they're a Christian. That's wonderful. I would rather have like an atheist, Satan worshiper, do a heart surgery for me than a Christian dude who has, no, has never done it before. I mean, I believe that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, but that doesn't apply here. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. Give me, give me the atheist any day. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, have you done this before? Have you done this before? I think for some of us, um, we, we, we just don't know if people have done this before. So what I'm saying here, let me just stop and say this. There are certain people that you can fully trust with one thing and you can't necessarily trust with another thing. You should not trust me uh, to do certain things because there are certain things, maybe there are a lot of things I can't do. You shouldn't trust me. You can trust me on other things, but you can't trust me on everything. That doesn't make me untrustworthy. It just makes you smarter when it comes to trusting people. And you will love me more when you don't put trust on me that I did not earn. And then you're disappointed in me. People tell, do this all the time. Oh man, you failed me. I'm like, I failed you as a pastor? Uh, exactly how? How? Because you put something on me that I did not, uh, that, that I didn't want to carry. So we have to get better at this. Okay, keep on going. Two more questions, okay? Two more questions. How do they treat others? Character. So we talked about understanding, we talked about motive, we talked about ability or competency. Let's talk about character, 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 character. Now, when you think of character, I think some of us, especially in religious um, conversations, we think of people who, who don't steal, lie, or cheat. We go, that's character, that's character, that's character. Character is a little bit more complicated than that. It's complicated than that. It's, 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 it's really not. Albert Einstein actually said this. He said, the weakness, of, uh, the weakness of attitude becomes a weakness of character. And what he's talking about is this idea is that it doesn't matter if a person does not steal, lie, or cheat. It does, character is connected to how they treat other people. It's not enough that you're a good person, um, but you have to be good to other people. Yes, good Christian person, but you're not good to people. You're a good person, but you're not good to people. That is a character flaw. Character is connected to integrity, and the word integrity actually just means being whole. That you're the same person that you are on stage, when you're on, when you're giving a presentation, where you're doing whatever you do, then you are off stage. As in, you are the person who's doing the things, saying the things, uh, you know, you're, you're leading or organization, all that and all that. But then you get home and you're a mom and you are like losing your mind or treating other people in your home very differently than your employees. I mean, I get stress. I understand that. But if that is something you and I have justified and it's okay to do, it is an issue of character. And so there are people that you know and I know that I can trust them with a task, but I can't trust them with my treasures. As in, 
the people in my life. And friends, I got to be really honest with you. In the, and we've been going for 17 years. And there, there have been people that I have loved and trusted and foolishly trusted maybe even. And man, I did not know that there was a serious character flaw. And the one thing that just I, messes me up is the way you treat people. I don't care how good you are. Are you good to people? It's a character issue. It's a character issue. It will do. So when you're dating, when you're in a relationship, you're trying to find, like, figure this out. You got you to gotta go, okay, okay, I know, she, he's, I know he's good to me, but what about the wait staff? Well, he did, uh, what, about, what about his friends? Big issue, big question. Okay, let me get the last one. Um, have they done this in the past? Have they done this in the past? So it's not like just character, but now it's like a track record. Have you done this in the past? Have, has, has he or she ever been in a long-term relationship? What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. Have they ever done that? No, but she cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Has this person ever been in a relationship that you're imagining? Nope. Well, okay. Or, hey, has this person... Does it, this person have um, some kind of trail? Well, maybe. Okay, if you would track their trail and look at all their experiences, what would you find? Well, I don't want to do that. I just want to trust them where they are. Past is the past. Yeah, past is the past. It is the past. But when it comes to trust, you need a track record. If you don't have a track record, you're going to be in deep trouble and I don't like that I just like to look at the person and I go let's go to the future and let's do this and every time I get burnt someone tells me hey do you remember you know they had a tracker and I'm, I go shut it <laughs> okay I didn't want their track record I didn't want to I just like believe the future is good and all that and they're like well you know I could have told you that because they've, they've done it before they've done this before and so if you've ever found yourself disappointed by trusting someone and then realize they have done this before, you, my friend, have not paid attention to their track record. So, so five questions. Five questions. How, how, how do we do with trust? You see, I think these questions can apply to God as well. I need you to know that the God has a track record. God has a track record of continually, continually giving grace and grace to you. That's why he's trustworthy. He'll, he'll do it. He'll show up all the time. Not as way you expect it, but he will show up. He will show up. He has character. He has super amount of character. Like, so he doesn't treat like you like this and so-and-so like that. No, he'll treat you uniquely. He loves us uniquely. You can trust his character. So if you ever thought, man, I don't know if I can trust God. God has a track record. He has character. Guess what? He has ability as well. He can do it. He can make impossible things appear very possible. God can do that in your life. God has, is he, is he for you? Motive, we talk about that. Is he for you? Of course he's for you. Of course he's for you. He knows you. He knows everything that you are and want to be. He is for you. And then lastly, my goodness, I mean, does he, um, does he understand you? He understands you. There are verses countless times about how God is the God who understands us. 
I mean, even of Jesus, it was says that he's a, he's a high priest. He is the guy who understands our weakness, and he's come down. Why do you think God smuggled Jesus into humanity to, to say what? I get you, I understand you, and I'm gonna save you through this. So he gets all, God is so, so trustworthy. So if you find yourself going, I don't know, I'm not quite sure if, if God can be trusted. Friends, God can be trusted. He can be trusted. And, and for some of you, you're like, I, 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 I trust God. I just don't, I don't trust people anymore. I just don't trust people anymore. And I get that. I totally understand that. Because that is, that's tough. Once your trust is broken, once you've been betrayed, once you were in a relationship and it just went south and you never thought this would happen, once someone stole so much amount of money and so much amount of years from you, years from you, you're like, I gave up my 20s for this guy. Like, what? what it, it, it messes you up. Messes you up and your trust muscle or whatever it is, is broken. You're like, I don't trust them anymore. Like there are people in your life you love, but you do not what? You don't trust them. You don't trust them. And the problem is if you don't fix that trust muscle, if you don't learn to trust again, you're just going to go from one relationship, one employment uh, to the next. You're just going to one relation, I mean, you're just going to keep on, you get to a point and then you hit the brakes and you go, oh, this is where I've got to trust you and I don't trust you. So we got to get better at this. We got to be get better at this. So here's what I'm going to do. I know this is, this is not, um, this is, other people can do a better job with this, but I'll just give you a couple of thoughts here and then I'll pray for us, okay? A couple of things in terms of like rehabbing your trust, okay? Number one, you got to figure out if you need surgery or not. Surgery or not. What, what does that mean? That means basically is you got to figure out that what happened to you, does it require someone else like a therapist or a professional uh, to come in and do some digging and clean out that wound? You're like, oh, I don't want surgery. No one wants surgery. But sometimes you need surgery to make it happen. And if you ever had like a, 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 some injury, a chronic injury, at some point they're like, oh, we actually need surgery. We got to go in there and clean stuff out. Do you need surgery right now when it comes to that, that trust that you have right now that was broken? Do you need surgery? Number two, uh, do you need rest? Do you need, sorry, do you need, um, do you, do you need recovery? And recovery is this idea of like, you know how after surgery, they put you on bed rest, right? And what happens is you have surgery, they put you on bed rest, and then, you have, and then other people, your loved ones or whoever has visiting hours. You're actually on bed. And I thought about this and I thought, you know what? There are so many people that I would have said, hey, you just got out of a horrible relationship. You are going through counseling and all that. What you need right now is you just need to recover. You are in bed rest, which means you cannot go on any dates. You're not swiping left, right. You're not doing any of that. You're not doing it. Guess what? There are boundaries now. There are barriers right now. You, you, this trust was broken in your family, with your parent, with your Whatever, you are not putting, they, can, they have visiting hours. They can't just come back in your life now. They can't do that. I think some of us, we need to figure out, okay, so do I need to do that? Yeah, you do. Because I think what will happen is, is that you're just trying to get over it. 
No, do you need surgery? Do you need a recovery time? And then do you need, like, do you need rehab? Do you, have, do you need rehab? The next one is, do you need rehab? Which means is you, you go, you know what? I need, to, uh, um, I need to get up again and try something. And for some of us, some of us, we've gotten hurt so bad and you've done the work of a therapist. You've done the work of counseling. You're in a process right now. You are rested and rested and rested, but you are now so afraid to get up and try again. And rehab stinks. Say it with me. Rehab, it stinks. You know why? Because it hurts. It hurts in the same place again. Think about it. When you're going to, when God says, I want you to trust again. I want you to fall in love again. I want you to believe again. You're like, oh my God, no. No, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Rehab is, 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 is key because some people don't rehab correctly. You know this, right? Even physically. And once rehab doesn't happen correctly, there's all kinds of scar tissue. There's all kinds of stuff. And friends, for some of us, I mean, I know you're like, oh, this is super practical, but this is so, so necessary. What does rehab look for you? Now, you're going to start trusting people, but you're not running towards them. You're what? You're kind of walking. You're kind of like, okay, okay, hey, it's not like you're not trustworthy. It's just that my trust thing is broken. Going up to a person saying, hey, it's not, I don't want to project anything on you. I'm just saying, I just, I'm slowly getting in, into this. Lastly, you need time. You just need time. You, you're doing the work, all those things. You're just, it takes time. It takes time. Because friends, depending on the scar, depending on what happened, um, it'll always be there. It'll always be there. I mean, and for, I mean, and God knows this. Like, I want you to know that he understands that. But this, the scar of that wound will always be there. And if you've ever gotten hurt before or, or sprained something before or broken a bone, you know, as seasons change sometimes, all of a sudden that pain shows up again. There are things in life that will bring up that, that pain of that relationship that's strained, that relationship that was broken. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, but it takes time. It takes so much time. You break an ankle, guess what? You're not all of a sudden, after you're fully healed even, you're not at 100%. It takes time. And for some of us, we're not giving ourselves the time to trust again. So where are you? Where are you? It's all about loving people well. Where are you on this? How has God talked to you today about this? And my prayer is, is that that you allow God to get closer in your life this morning. And, and friends, he's the one who's going to repair all this. He's the one. He is the great physician. He's going to be able to do this. But you got to allow him. you got to trust him. I'll lead you with this passage, last passage. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen, listen for what? God's voice.
in everything you do, uh, everywhere you go. And he's the one who's going to keep you on track. He is. So that's my prayer over us as we close. Let's pray together. Lord God, I, I thank you for this conversation. God, we want to learn to love people well. We want to be people who are very different, who are known by love. And what that means is that we've got to trust people in a very different way, the way you trust us and the way we trust you. And God, I, I thank you that you know us. You know us and you don't put a burden of trust that you know we can't carry in a particular area, but you know us and you move us forward. God, for some of us, today might be a day that we just realize that, God, we are disappointed and we're broken because honestly, we trusted you. We trusted you and we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about. And God, it, it, didn't, it didn't turn around. It didn't turn around. And God, I, I can't believe that you allowed this death to take place. I couldn't believe it, that you would take this person. You allow this to happen. God, for others of us, we're like, I can't believe you didn't let me know, didn't give me a heads up that this was going to happen in my life. For others of us, you're like, God, I, I don't know. How, how, how am I supposed to deal with this issue? Like, it's so complicated. I would have never thought I would be the person who would be dealing with this. I never thought that my kid would struggle with this. I never thought that. And God, for some of us, we were like, God, we love you and all, but I don't know if we trust you. God, today I pray. Today I pray, God, that we would realize that, God, you do, you do know us fully and we can trust you. God, I pray that you would turn something today. Something today, God, would change. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.